Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I'm super excited to have Dr. Trevor Cates on. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. Yeah. So today we are going to dive into an issue that I think a lot of women deal with, and that is um, some skin issues that could really be your warning sign that things aren't really balanced within the body. Um, But let's just hear a little bit about you today and just give us a little bit of background. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a naturopathic physician. I've been doing that for 22 years and uh, author of a couple of books out and I, but I, it wasn't always easy for me. It started off rough as a child. I had a lot of health issues, especially skin issues, mysterious rashes and bumps. I'd had allergic reactions to everything, hives and eczema and uh, every time I took a bath, I'd get out and I would just start scratching and itching. And it was, uh, it was a miserable time. And my parents took me to see every different specialist they could think of allergists. Um, I, you know, ear, nose and throat doctors and all kinds of things. I had all kinds of things going on. I was put on a lot of different medications, which I would have either allergic reactions or adverse reactions to nothing seemed to help me. And I just kept feeling worse on the medications because like Benadryl just made me feel like I was in, uh, you know, like all these allergy medications. I felt like I was in a fog or I was amped up or felt tired. And so thankfully my parents didn't give up and they eventually found a holistic practitioner that they took me to. And that was the one thing that turned my health around, that turned my skin around. And I started to feel like a normal kid. And I remember thinking, why didn't the doctors give us this as an option right from the get-go? Why didn't, why, why did I have to go through all of this to find a holistic approach? Why didn't the doctor say, oh, well, there, there is this natural approach. You could, nobody, none of the specialists mentioned that they mentioned that that what they, their conclusion they came to is she's allergic to everything in Virginia, where you all live. So maybe you should move. (laughs) That That was the final thing that they said. And so, um, I, so I planted a seed early on in my life at 11 years old, that this is a, a different path that I wanted to be on, which I'm very grateful for. I can't even imagine where my health would be now yeah. if I hadn't ended up on that path. But, um, you know, fast forward to, um, yeah, I went to naturopath and ended up going to naturopathic medical school. And I was actually been practicing for 10 years before I started focusing on skin, because what happened is I was working at the Waldorf Astoria spa as the doctor in the spa. And 
I was running people through my patients through a two week weight loss program. And at the end of the two weeks, my patients kept saying to me, Dr. Cates, I feel great. My, 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 I've lost this weight. I feel good. But what surprises me is my skin. Mm-hmm. I didn't know my skin could look this good. And I thought, well, of course that makes sense. But I realized that I had grown up with that real, you know, cause my skin issues had resolved when my health issues resolved, but I didn't realize that most people didn't see it that way. And that skin actually gives us warning signs. It get, it's our, what I call our magic mirror. It gives us clues that something's out of balance within the body. So for example, one of the earliest warning signs of hypothyroidism is dry skin. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that women with, with PCOS oftentimes have is acne and, um, or, you know, dry skin with, um, uh, problems with assimilation and digestion of fats and oils. And so, and, and, uh, keratosis pilaris, these little bumps that a lot of women get on the, or people get on the backs of their arms and just think they need to use lotion and mm-hmm. exfoliate more. That's oftentimes a nutritional deficiency. It could be zinc or essential fatty acids. And so I, I, I started to realize this is really important message to get out there. So that's why I wrote my first book, Clean Skin From Within, to help people really understand how, how our skin gives us clues about our health and how it can help us get to the root cause if we pay attention to our skin. And it's also what caused me to create the Spot Doctor Natural Skin Care line because I also wanted to have people to have a truly natural, clean, and effective skincare line to use because I wasn't happy with the so-called natural products that my patients were telling me about. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a really amazing journey. And I think so many women can actually relate to skin issues and they are once again, kind of gaslit in the doctor's office. Like it's normal. It's just your woman. That's what happens. Or even with the diagnosis of PCOS, like, well, you have PCOS. So that's gonna, that's just your life. Right. And we both know that that's not true. And getting that message out there and empowering women that these are your warning signs. And especially if you're dealing with fertility issues, you can see these signs and symptoms go away pretty quickly. You were saying two weeks. And I always say to people, you know, do a 30 day reset and really have a big evaluation of what your whole body is doing. Here's a list of over a hundred normal and common issues, highlight the ones that have gone away and really start celebrating that before, you know, the two pink lines, because we both know it trickles down to your fertility, right? So your skin, what are um, some of the big areas that you focus on to help these normal and common issues like skin, weight loss, um, you know, all those things, what areas do you help people focus on? Yeah. So I'm, I'm always looking to see what is the root cause? What, what is the underlying cause? And so one of the big things that comes up for women, especially women trying to get pregnant and have difficulties are hormonal imbalances. Mm -hmm. Right. And so again, going back to PCOS, um, a lot of times women will start with having, uh, acne, what might be one of the things that they go in to see their doctor for. So maybe they are, even as a teenager, they're, um, they're put on birth control pills mm-hmm. 
to manage their acne, thinking that that's, that's going to be the solution. And some of these girls that I've seen, um, haven't even, they're not even sexually active. So they're not, you know, they're not using this as a form of birth control. They're just being put on it just to suppress their hormones. And that's, what's happening. It's not balancing hormones. That's Mm -hmm. really important for people to understand. It is suppressing the um, suppressing testosterone. It's it's altering the way our hormones function. So it actually creates more hormonal imbalances. And also there are other issues with it creating more gut issues, which are a lot of times the underlying cause, further underlying cause of hormonal imbalances oftentimes goes back to the gut. And certainly so many skin issues go back to the gut. So when, when, when I see girls that are put on these or women, you know, you know, all different age span, the, the people I've seen over the years, other people that, you know, try that approach and it didn't work. So then they come see me and they want to get off the birth control pills. So they go off them and then all the problems come back and then some, because then they have side effects from, or, uh, issues from taking these medications. And so I think it's so important to as early as you can look at these warning signs and think, what, what can I do to get on top of this rather than just trying to cover it up? And um, so back to your question about what's underlying it, hormonal imbalances are a big part of that. And so that's actually why I wrote my, my, my nine, next book, which is Natural Beauty Reset, The Seven-Day Plan to Harmonize Hormones and Restore Radiance, and created a nine-part documentary series on hormones called hormones, health, and harmony, because I feel like hormones are, they're, they're so complex and they mm-hmm. impact us as women throughout our, our lives, throughout the month, throughout the seasons, throughout our lives. And so it's so important to figure out what are, what are the hormones that might be playing a role in your health and why are they getting thrown out of balance? What is underneath that? So again, one of the big things that I go back to is a lot of times is gut health. And so what, you know, how can we restore optimal gut health? Because I'm sure you talk about on your podcast, the gut microbiome, Mm -hmm. Well, we also have a skin microbiome too. And Mm -hmm. not, not as many people talk about that, but when our gut microbiome, we have dysbiosis in our gut, we have harmful bacteria growth or an overgrowth of, you know, an imbalance of commensal bacteria, not enough of the good bacteria, or it, you know, basically it's out of balance that can impact our skin microbiome. And that's one of the things that does lead to problems, skin problems like acne, eczema, or atopic dermatitis, even rosacea is another common one that women experience. And, and, and it, you know, when our hormones are off, these things, these things seem to, to flare up. And if we can get our gut health in a better place, that really helps. And then of course, you know, there can also be nutritional deficiencies, like I mentioned, and, um, other underlying, uh, you know, things like autoimmune issues and things like that too, that can play a role in some of the skin issues. Yeah, there's, there's a lot, (laughs) but it is figure outable. Um, (laughs) why do you think the disconnect from the gut is so big, right? Because I'm not an academic. Everyone knows that. I say that very proudly, but I've figured it out. And so I feel like if I could figure this out, why aren't 
the modern Western doctors seeing this link, there's scientific evidence, right? Mm -hmm. And if you break it down to the simplest thing, everything you put in your mouth, your gut has to deal with. You don't put a supplement up your vagina to fix your ovaries, right? Like you take it, you put it in your mouth, it goes into your gut, your gut there has to deal with it. What do you think the disconnect is? Like, why aren't we much further along than we should be with this connection. Right. Well, just to clarify, there are things that you can put in your vagina that <laughs> can help your ovaries. So, but that's more of like the bioidentical hormone approach yeah, yeah. or helping with, there's also a micro microbiota of the, va- the vagina too. And we want to keep that healthy. So, so, but the gut is a huge key to even our vaginal flora. So all yeah. of it is connected. Our brain health is related to our gut. So this, it, there's this, such great research now on the gut brain, gut brain skin access, and that there is this connection. I think that unfortunately with conventional medicine, it takes a while for them to take things and implement them as standard of care. And I'm not trying to make excuses for the conventional medicine approach, but unfortunately this is part of the system is it takes a long time. But what's interesting is there are a lot of conventional doctors that are now switching over to functional medicine. I, I interviewed many of them for my Hormones Health and Harmony docu-series, many gynecologists that have sort of like seen the light. <laughs> they, yeah. they say with their, and it usually is their own health struggles or someone in their family that goes through a big health crisis. And then they say, wait, this way that I've been doing things is not working. I, and I had, you know, gynecologists that I interviewed is like, I'm not gonna, I'm so glad I'm not putting women on birth control pills anymore to manage their hormones. And I'm doing air quotes for people who are um, listening. Um, And so, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm going to try and do everything I can to not take out another uterus. And Mm because that used to be just the main thing is birth control pills and taking out uteruses. That's like the main thing that they say they would do. And starting to realize there's so much more that we can do that we haven't been paying attention to. And a lot of it goes back to our lifestyle and what we're eating. And then um, for if we can catch it early on before we get sick, before we really have a lot of issues, it can be, um, you know, as simple as just changing your diet and stress management, things like that. But for many people, they get to the point where, you know, for your listeners, a lot of people have been trying for years to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. and they haven't been able to. So it takes a little bit more work, but it's still doable. And you don't want to just ignore these signs. You want to pay attention to them and really look at getting to the root cause. So what can you do with your diet to get more fiber, to get more diversity of food? Because diversity of plant produce also means more diversity of microorganisms that will help your gut health. So even people who eat healthy, I notice they eat the same things over <laughs> and over and over again. Yeah. And so this is one of the reasons why in my second book, I talk about seasonal eating yeah. because it gives us an opportunity to eat different foods and especially foods that are in season. When we eat foods that are in season, they're more nu- nutrient dense. There's, there's actually research on this. It's not just, you know, a theory, but it actually, they have looked at produce, you know, grown in season. That's not grown in season, looking at the nutritional content and there is a difference. And yeah. 
it also tastes better too mm-hmm. <laughs> when you eat foods in season. And that it kind of, especially if you go to the farmer's market or you grow your own, you get a chance to grow some of your own food, you might try things that you wouldn't normally do. So, you know, there's the superfood diet that everybody talks about. Eat these superfoods and you'll be great. But the problem is, is that if we eat those foods all the time, we're yeah. missing out. And, and actually I've seen people develop sensitivities to mm-hmm. certain foods because they're eating them all the it's time, so even though they're so-called health foods. Yeah. I, and this is a big problem, especially for my one-on-one clients. They come to me super educated, right? I'm like, why do you, why do you want me to work with you? Um, but one of the things I have them do is fill out a food diary. And that's where they're missing. I said, you have a beautiful diet, but you are lacking the variety that you need. But let's get back to the seasonal because I did do this on my journey. Like I have done a lot of things. Um, Unfortunately, I was living in the UK. So, (laughs) you know, winter was hard. Mm -hmm. I live in Hawaii now, so I can literally get a lot of different things throughout the the seasons. Um, It's a, a a much better choice. But let's just focus on winter. When yeah. winter comes in North America and the UK and even New Zealand and Australia, what do you, what does that meal plan look like? Yeah. I mean, I think because people oftentimes ask me, should I eat meat? Should I eat grain? Should I eat fruit? Should I? And the thing is, is if you go back to when things are in season, it'll actually help you. So you're not eating mm-hmm. those things all the time, but in winter, while I'm not a huge fan of eating a ton of meat, it, it can be an easier way to get nutrients and we don't have to rely as much on fresh produce. And also we can look at things. And of course we always want to do grass fed, um, free range, organic, and getting things um, as close to nature as possible. So there are certain types of, and there are actually certain animals that are more in season at certain times. So um, we can kind of pay attention to that too, but, but also relying upon things like beans and peas and, um, and actually can be a better time to eat grains because we, you know, our, our bodies are in this, this time where, um, we, you know, we, we can kind of benefit from that. We, um, our, our cortisol, it tends to be lower in, in the, uh, sorry, higher in the, in the winter time and certain neurotransmitters are lower and including things like serotonin. And so, and because the days are shorter, we have less sunlight. So our moods tend to be a little bit lower. And so we want, sometimes we kind of want some of those comfort foods, which I think it's okay for us to eat a little bit of those grains and things like that in the winter. But then when it comes to summer, then with so much produce in season and fall, fall harvest is amazing how much we can get. And so those are the times to really focus on, you know, like fruit, and, and the summer, especially we're out where it's, it's warmer, we're t- typically perspiring more. We need that energy because of the heat. So it's good. It's okay to eat a little bit more fruit in the summer. And then, um, so it's, you know, 
paying attention to that. And then, you know, the great thing is, is that we do have the ability to get foods from all around the world at different times. So you can still have your salads in the winter time, but it is better to eat things that are more, that are warmer, especially if you live in a cold place. Mm -hmm. You live in Hawaii now, so it's, you know, pretty much warm throughout the year, but it's still, you'll still notice shifts in this, in, in the different times of the year. And so eating foods that are a little bit, you know, steamed or soups and stews, things that are a little bit more warming and warming spices too, are going to be the things that you want to focus on, on the, in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. It is doable. I would say it's, it's not for the faint hearted. You got, you definitely (laughs) got to be, um, on that path. But, um, what we used to do is actually just get a vegetable box delivered from local growers, um, throughout the seasons. And that was like the staple of, um, the meals. Um, but I did find it really difficult. Um, you know, when, when you do have the food intolerances, when you know, you are intolerant to quite a wide variety of things. Um, but you just got to do your best. Like you say, you know, just be, I think just being aware of it is like the first step, right? Like that. I always say you go back to your ancestors, you know, the way that they live, try to emulate what they did. And yes, most of them were nomadic and, or during the winters, they hibernated. They weren't super productive like us, right? They weren't out Christmas shopping. (laughs) they, They had the rhythms and they just, I mean, they didn't do it on purpose, right? They weren't overthinking like, well, it's winter. I have to do A, B, and C. It's like, okay, there's going to be snow on the ground. It's going to be cold. We're not going to be able to grow foods. It's going to be dark a lot earlier. So this is the way we live during this time. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to even get that into our modern brains that that is even right. a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it is a challenging thing, but I do think there is incredible value in it. And the closer you can live by that to where you are in the world, um, I do I do believe um in the process. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And certainly as, I mean, you know, again, like I said, we do have this ability to eat foods from all over the place at, you know, any time of the year, but doing what you can to focus on the foods that you can get in season where you are as much as possible will add more nutrients. It also helps with your gut microbiome because when you get the further the, you know, the produce has to travel to get to you, the, the less nutritional value it has. And also, um, it, it's not going to have all those microorganisms on the soil provided. And so just, you know, the closer you can get to that, the better. And I think for women, especially women that are cycling, um, that have understanding and really getting in tune with the cycles of nature and that there's something about seasons. When you connect with the seasons, it helps remind you of this innate wisdom of nature and your innate wisdom of your body that we go through these cycles. And when you go through cycles, a moon cycle, seasonal cycles, it helps remind you of, of what's, what's, possible for your own body. And we've become so disconnected from that. Mm -hmm. And another big thing that I talk about in the book is sleep and our circadian rhythm. And so, you know, with longer days in the summer, 
we, um, we actually might have a harder time sleeping and the winter time. One of the good things about the winter is it's oftentimes easier to sleep because we have, um, we have shorter days and, um, and so being aware of that can help us kind of get back in, 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 in line with our own cycles and rhythms, and that can help with fertility. And so with, the, you know, the technology we have being up late on our phones or on our laptops, watching television, we have that, that light stimulation is impacting and negatively impacting our, our natural melatonin production. It's also, it impacts cortisol, our, our stress hormone from our adrenals. And so that, all of that can interfere with our ability to get pregnant. And so we want to try and just really get back into to rhythm. So in the book, I talk about the seasonal eating for food, but I also talk about movement and how that can change with different seasons. You know, we may not be as motivated in the winter to move and that's okay. You know, that's yeah. the time to just sort of rest and restore and to do longer meditations and, um, you know, maybe take, you know, time for journaling and sitting by the fire, drinking tea and stuff like that, that um, can help support us. Um, so I have food, movement, mindset, and skincare for each season because our needs for each four of these things change dramatically throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I was just thinking, I mean, ironically, the way that we have grown up um, over the last hundred years has almost forced us to reconnect with the innate wisdom, right? Like we're so at our wits end with whatever health issue is like, obviously fertility is like a big, you know, wake up sign for a lot of women. Um, and yeah, like I, I still get comments, which always like, makes me laugh of like oh you're so woo woo now like oh like hippie girl I'm like I've been like this for like over seven years now guys like get used to it it's, it's only gonna get weirder <laughs> like, <laughs> you know like once you open Pandora's box and once you start tapping into this innate wisdom you see that's actually where the power lies you know we just recorded for your podcast and we were talking at the end about you know being type a and being strong and we got to do everything our, on our own and like that didn't get us very far you maybe with our health right like maybe financially it got us far maybe it got us our dream house or whatever but with our health and with our mindset we're we're going that isn't working for me anymore like I need to find something else. And because of these issues, we're tapping into this, um, yeah, this thing that has probably you know, been around since like, you know, the dawn of time, since let's go back to Eve, you know, she was the wisdom, right? And just tapping back into that is, I think, just super exciting. And um, yeah, just going to change the world. I always talk about you know, it's not about the two pink lines. It's about um, helping women become conscious and become the mama bears they were born to be and really tapping back into that and raising a better generation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom. You are obviously um, a Mecca of that. Um, can you please tell our guests where they can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I would really encourage everyone to go check out the hormone docu series 
hormoneshealthandharmony.com. And it's, I interviewed over 50 experts for this and it's nine different parts or uh, nine one hour episodes and tons of information about how your hormones impact your health and what you can do about it. And you get to hear from a lot of different experts. So it's not just Monica and I talking about these (laughs) healthy lifestyle and supplements and things like that, but a whole bunch of different people. And then I've got my new book, Natural Beauty Reset, just, um, just coming out. So you can get that book and check it out. And if you do have skin concerns, also my book, Clean Skin from Within and USA Today bestselling book, um, that's out there still available. So you can get both of them and dive in lots of solutions there for you. Yeah. Exciting. All those links are going to be down in the show notes, um, to have easy access. So once again, thank you so much for taking the time to come onto the podcast and I'm sure we will connect again in the future. Yes. Thank you. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.